In this episode, my guest is Diane Sintich, an actress, singer, and voiceover artist. I introduce her to Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, and I learn of her love for communist superstar Leon Trotsky. Welcome to So Dramatic, the show where we talk about creative people and their baggage. I'm your host, Nancy <laughs> Beach, and my very special guest is Diane Sintich. Hi, Diane. Good evening. Thank you for being here. Love it. So the premise of this show, Diane, since this is our first episode, is basically I'm just going to talk about artists and painters photographers, anyone who I think, you know, is super interesting in their story, you're not going to know who it is until you get here. And okay. each week I'm going to have a different guest. Okay. So it's kind of part of the fun. I love it. Okay. We're, Great. We'll see if you love it. Okay. By the time Maybe I'm going to fucking hate it. I don't know. <laughs> if you hate it, don't tell me. All right. So, wow, our first episode. You ready? I'm totally ready. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a hint who we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. You ready? Is it somebody I know? <gasps> Frida. Frida Kahlo. I've only seen the movie, and I yeah. think I was drunk when I saw it. <laughs> so, I'm wearing a t-shirt with Frida's face on it. Super hot and sexy yeah. t-shirt. So, I wanted to start with Frida because I just think she is super awesome and a really interesting woman and fascinating life, and so I thought it'd be fun to talk about her for our first episode. Okay. All right. Yes, I know a little bit about her. You do? Okay, good. What Salma Hayek told us about her. Right, I'm, in that movie. I'm useless. That was good, though. That was a good movie. It was excellent, but I'm a Virgo, and I like to do my homework, and I don't know shit about <laughs> Frida Kahlo. Really, I can spell it, and that's it. Right, good. I know about the brow. The brow. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk all about that. Okay. All right, so basically the sources I use, because I'm an English teacher and I have to talk about my sources, mm-hmm. or I'm plagiarizing, mm-hmm. I did not just invent this. So Vanity Fair, New York Times, um, there was a biography by Hayden Herrera that was really, really good. Uh, the Frito Kahlo Foundation. Um, there's a super awesome website I just discovered called um, Faces of Frida, and it's um, artsandculture.google.com. So if you are interested in her after you listen to this, I am telling you that is the place to go. It is amazing. I found things on there that I had no idea that she painted, photos of her. It's re- it's like the best site. So okay. it's a really great site. Okay. So basically, she um, she basically did over 200 paintings, sketches and drawings, okay. a lot with her physical, her emotional pain, and uh, her turbulent relationship with Diego Rivera. What? She actually married him twice, so that's oh, super God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, of her 143 paintings, 55 are self-portraits. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's a little self-indulgent there, right? Um, a lot. <laughs> so one of the things is free, like you mentioned the unibrow, right? So it's right. really hard to separate who she was from her art. Because a lot of people recognize that, right? So she dressed super distinctly. She had like that really colorful feminine costumes, like her hair. She'd have her hair up with the braids and the flowers. Um, and that was kind of inspired by the indigenous Mexican people. It was sort okay. of like a, a tribute to the indigenous Mexican people. Okay. Her makeup, her jewelry were all, you know, really like almost like a caricature, right? Okay. Definitely the unibrow. She would actually darken that with um, like, a, like a pencil like okay. to make it darker, you know, like we but do. She was making but... it like making it a unibrow. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, okay. yeah, she wanted it dark. She wanted it everyone to see it. Um, her mustache, she would like comb it, like she would groom it. Okay. Yeah. So there's no waxing. There's no waxing for I'm Frida. I'm the only ass who, like, I'm just completely destroyed by <laughs> society. Of, like, I have to wax. I have to wax my brow. I have to wax my stash and other things. Right. Yeah. No. She's there's no waxing going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, she really that really made her people notice her, right? I mean, that's yeah. I've seen people say, "Is that a man? Is that a woman?" Well, that was kind of her intention. Okay. But it was also really like a political statement because. Again, that tie to, like, the indigenous Mexican people. And so we'll talk about the Mexican Revolution and her connection to that, too. She also wore these um, these scarves. They're called, like, rebozo scarves. And okay. she would, like, wrap them around her shoulders or she would thread them through her braids and her hair. 
and those were actually worn by women during the Mexican Revolution in 1910. Okay. And they would there were these big scarves that they would like hide guns underneath oh so they could get past you know the checkpoints. Um, so they were like these female revolutionaries. So again, it was sort of a a nod to these these really strong empowered women. So she was like this total badass. Oh oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, the Mexican Revolution, they were they basically were fighting against the, there was like a 35 year dictatorship in Mexico. They felt like the dictator was just completely getting away from the Constitution, which I don't know if you can relate to that, what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019. Yes, it was we haven't come that far. Um, yeah. So her kind of wearing that scarf was a symbol of that, too. So that kind of that pre-colonial and then the post-revolution sort of a, a, a nod to those people. Uh, she was, in her paintings themselves, if you've seen them, it's really vibrant colors. They're kind of flat, um, not really like 3D. But one of the things, you know, as I was going through these paintings, I found some that I, I'm so used to, like the, the self-portraits. Those are the ones that everyone recognizes, everyone sees. So the ones with right. her and Diego Rivera. Right. There was this Who was a dick? Well, I can't, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like he's it, a painter as well. Yeah, oh yeah, he was What a, year is this aside from So this ignorance. is like she's born in um 1907. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, so we'll talk about that. So she basically um her paintings, her style, like it's everything that I would recognize like the self-portraits. But I found a few again on that website that I'm like I can't believe she made this. They are the most beautiful like these paintings of the fruit and um just absolutely beautiful paintings. So when you kind of look at a lot of her work, it seems very flat, very one-dimensional. Okay. And then I saw this, I'm like, oh, who, who painted that? Is that something that she just had in her house? No, she. it was amazing. So I really, I just was so No, impressed. she did that too. Yeah, so really okay. very talented. Um, so she was born, like we said, July 6, 1907. Okay. Um, in this house, they call it La Casa Azul. Ooh. I don't know if you speak Spanish. Un poquito, sí. But that means the blue In the uh, Coyoacan neighborhood. What was happening in Mexico in 1907? Um, a lot of dirt. Okay. A lot of chickens, I'm okay. thinking, walking around. Was there, like, the political climate of today with, like, the super, super rich so, and the super, yeah, super, super, yeah, super, yeah. super So, poor? for sure, there was, you know, there was definitely people were discontented with the, um, with this dictatorship. And it sort of was started the, um, the breeding around for, like, the, there's a lot of communists in Mexico then okay. that communists kind of, they got absorbed into that. We'll talk about that well, later too, it. because she <laughs> got into that, the whole communist movement. Okay. Um, her father was Guillermo Kahlo. He was actually born in Germany yeah. and he moved to Mexico in 1891 and changed his name to, uh, from Wilhelm to Guillermo. How, what? Explain that please. Well, I think that's the Spanish equivalent, Diane. Well, right. But why was he born in Mexico? He was I'm born sorry, Mexico. German. I, meant, I meant Germany. Why was he born? People can be born anywhere. I mean, what was he doing in Germany in yeah, 1900s? A, a Mexican. Because he's but not German. He was German. a Mexican. So oh. he's born in Germany. Oh, he, okay, but Carl is a German name? Uh, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say, yeah. Super German. Okay. Uh, we'll okay. go with that. Her mom yeah, was mom. really devout Catholic, which, you know, you got to love that. That's always fun. Um, she was had like primarily indigenous descent, Spanish descent as well. Okay. Her parents got married right after Guillermo's first wife died in childbirth oh, and he fuck. had two girls and, um, he married Matilde, Frida's mom right after that. So Frida's she, mama. Yeah. So, okay. um, they talk about their marriage being pretty unhappy that Guillermo and Matilda were not real happy, but they had four daughters. So they couldn't be that unhappy. Well, um, Frida was the third. Christina <laughs> was born 11 months after Frida. So that's oh, her little Jesus sister, Christina. Christ. Okay. Yeah. So before. I thought Matilda was unhappy. Yeah, I, yeah. She just doesn't seem like a very happy person. Um, I kind of feel like the dad seemed to be more sort of artistic and kind of free spirited. So someone kind of had, you know how that is? It's like you both. Who's making money? Papa Bear? He was a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's lucrative work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he did well. He did all right with that. It was pretty good. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, you know how that is when you've got someone who's kind of artsy and not really... Attached. 
I don't know, or just not really her. responsible. I feel like someone's got to be the bad guy or someone's got to take control, and I kind of well, feel yeah. like she fell into that. So okay. who knows? I hate to, you know, say bad things because we all know it's hard to be a mom. Yeah, I guess it's super is. hard. So just before, <laughs> just before Frida was born, her mom had um, a son who had died. Oh God! So she was really when she, then she had Frida, and she just was kind of ambivalent about having this baby. She couldn't nurse her, and so Frida was nursed by. They said they had two Indian wet nurses. The first one was fired for drinking. Oh my God! Yeah, not not really something you look for in like a wet nurse. No, so she's drunk and yeah. she's nursing Frida. Yeah. Okay, that's so, not good. Yeah, explains a lot. Oh Jesus um, Christ! But she described her household as sad. Like she really just even from a young age felt that it was sad and just really had this kind of damaged sense of self, even like from a little oh, tiny baby. So, but as the app, she they didn't have a boy, so they had all these girls. So she kind of took on that role, like with her father, she really kind of became the, the son he never had okay. and um, really was her father's favorite and really identified the most with him. Uh, there was like in the late 40s, she started to do these interviews with this um, psychology student, this Mexican psychology student, where she really kind of came out and revealed a lot of this things like from her childhood. And she talked about the fact that she, um, this woman's name was Olga Campos. Okay. And um, she did a ton of interviews and you, it's, it's just amazing some of the things that you learn from these interviews. But she said, I was in agreement with everything my father taught me and nothing my mother taught me. Oh, God. And she loved her father very much, but she did not have the same feelings for her mother. Not well. So even like when her mother was dying, she went back. Like in 1932, her mom was dying. She went back to Mexico from she was traveling in Detroit. And she never even didn't even go visit her and didn't even go see her body. Well, her mother was probably a I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, but there's definitely some issues there. She did this one painting that's pretty famous um, where it's like, a woman laying on the bed giving birth and there's like a shroud over her head okay. and Frida's head's coming out of the vagina, like giving birth. Oh. So they feel like that's her. Oh God. Her mother's like with the shroud. Yeah. So a lot of, Christ. lot of issues. Did Frida Kellogg ever have any babies? Oh, oh yeah. We'll talk about that. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah. We'll talk about that. And she was straight. Oh no. No, she was wide open. She's yeah, like, she I don't everything. give a fuck. Yeah. She Great. was everything. Yeah, for sure. She even started like dressing like bo a boy. You know, she kind of had this gender ambiguity for yeah. sure. So, um, I like to call it sexually fluid in 2019. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. Sexually fluid. I she think was... it's, I think that's what they say. No, non binary. Non binary. Non binary. That's I, what they say. I was told there'd be no math. I don't, right. There's no math. Mathematical. Non, I'm not sure what that means, but it means that uh, you're not, we don't know how you identify you don't have you don't have to fucking identify because in mainstream america you have to identify so if you look like a chick but you don't feel like a girl and you want to call yourself john go ahead and you say i'm non-binary right fuck off it seems like a strange term to me me too binary yeah it sounds too but weird. i'm glad that you can do whatever the fuck you want and no right. one, i mean if they don't like it then fuck who them. cares right okay. what do so people Frida, care Frida would have been easier. Yeah, to she totally. I mean, think about this is nine. You know, this is nine early nineteen hundreds when this insane. shit's going on. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Again, why she's so fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. So, the Mexican Revolution that I mentioned before set starts in nineteen ten. So she's like three years old, but she would always say, "Oh, I was born in nineteen ten because she wanted to be associated with the revolution." But she okay. lied. She was. Okay. Um, it was like it was so. It was literally happening in the streets around them. Her mother would. Um, like literally like have soldiers and like these revolutionaries jumping into the yard like climbing over their their gates and oh my god yeah she would like give lunch to them and like you know be they'd be shooting and stuff so it was it was pretty they were kind of in the midst of it so it was pretty interesting um so right at about age six or seven she contracted polio oh god yeah so they didn't really detect it immediately they didn't really know she had it she'd been some little boy had like thrown something at her foot and they thought it, that was it like that's why her foot was bothering her so they really didn't detect it right oh, away God. Okay. and they really didn't treat it um as well as they should so she developed you know this leg kind of got withered okay. she would cover it with like she would wrap it in bandages and like put like long wool stockings on it to kind of cover it up just to kind of make it look like the other legs it was smaller than the other leg yeah because okay. it withered um, and she developed this really bad limp. And because of the limp, and because she wasn't properly treated for it, she, her, it affected her pelvis and okay. her spinal column. And Jesus. that's kind of led to this. She kind of would get deformed a little bit. And this would cause problems later with childbearing. 
the spinal malformation. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. So she's always in pain all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of the start of it. And there's actually this really cool painting. Um, I think I got a picture of it. I can just show you quickly. It's called the broken column. You see that? So it's yeah. like this oh nail. So it's like the open exposed backbone is like a, an ionic column. Yeah. And then these nails kind of jutting oh. out of it. Yeah. It's really, um, really show and again that was a common theme like this pain that she experienced what was really weird about this is that um you know she definitely suffered she was teased about it she you know was bullied about it but she actually took a lot of solace in it she was kind of spoiled she got a lot of attention because of it yeah from her mom and dad oh attention that she wanted from her dear old mom yeah she said my mom my papa and my mama began to spoil me a lot and love me more oh my god Right. So you're setting up this whole, you know, for the rest of this pattern for the rest of her life that if I'm sick, people will pay attention to me. People right. will love me. Right. And I'll get the attention I need. And she just right. kind of, that kind of laid the foundation for that. Sounds like someone I know. Hmm. <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. So she really would associate pain with love um, oh. and kind of would use her illness to extract I'd get attention from sure. other people. Sure. Um, again, we talked about her dressing as a masculine, you know, kind of dressing as a boy. There's a lot of family photos of her dressing up as a man, mm -hmm. kind of that cross dressing. Um, she just really didn't feel super comfortable in her body. So that was sort of a part of that. Her We don't know anything her about that. Non binary. Is that what we were saying? Non binary? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Or gender fluid. Gender fluid. I kinda like that. Gender fluid is better than non binary. Yeah. But gender fluid sounds like something that like came out of you. Oh, that's my gender fluid. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Gen yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, watch my gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she talked about the fact that her first sexual experience was when she was 13 um, from her gym teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah, it kind of started a little affair. Her mom found these letters from her female her female gym teacher. And her mom's like, oh, no. In the 1900s. Yeah. Wait, wait. So she was... 13? 19, so 19... I can't do that. She, I can't she was born in 1901? 1907. So this would be like 1920, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm not doing the math. Yeah. I'm, oh I'm non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> So her fucking gym teacher is fucking yeah. her, yeah. which is against the rules, guys. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's I, called yeah. statutory rape. Yeah. They're grooming. Unless it's, unless it's consensual, but how can it be consensual know, it when you don't really have be. the fucking brains to, or the emotional intelligence to know what is fucking happening? Nothing's consensual at 13, oh right? Oh, God. So her mom discovers this, and she's like, oh, no, you're out of there, right? He pulls her out of the school. Right. And sends her to the National Preparatory School, where she's like one of 35 girls in the school of 2000. Um, Wait, thirty-five girls and two thousand kids. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't know what's. I think I'd rather be with my gym teacher. <laughs> because with all those fucking hormones. Yeah. I've seen Spring Awakening. Have you? Oh my God. Um. And while she's there, something you know really cool happens. She, um, the government had engaged this celebrated muralist Diego Rivera. Ah. To paint the walls of its auditorium. And but so, she's still like 15. Well, now she's 15. Oh, because she's the she, old, ripe old age of 15. Yeah. And how old is fucking oh, Diego Rivera? Yeah. 85? 36. Fuck this. This is ridiculous. But wait, she doesn't. They don't start an affair yet. She just develops. This is like the start of this obsessive crush she has on him. Yeah, because he's an old man. Yeah. Right. In comparison to her. Ooh. Um, totally obsessive. He's like internationally famous. Everyone knows who he is. And she just says to her friends, I am going to have his child. Like at 15, she's like, I want this to have this man's child. Like okay. She's obsessed with this. Um, so she, later on, years later, she would end up having an affair with him. But in the meantime, she has another really horrific thing happen to her. What happens besides the polio? Oh, okay. So she is um, 1925. She's riding in this wooden bus in Mexico City with her steady boyfriend, Alejandro. She's 17? Arias. Somebody she's... needs to do math in this podcast. Yeah, she was born in 1907, 1907 and 1925. She's 18 years old. Okay. I was going to say 10. No, I 18. Right. She's 18 years old. So she is riding in this wooden bus with Alejandro. Isn't there like a song, Alejandro? Lady Gaga. 
Is it Lady Gaga? Ale, 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 Alejandro, Alejandro. Yeah. Okay. It sounds hot. Yeah. It, it could does, have been right? Fucking, he could have been ugly as a knight. We have no idea. Who knows? So she's on this bus and this electric trolley car crashes into it. Okay. And there's, do you remember the scene from Kinda, the movie? I saw yeah, it pretty years intense. Ago. Yeah. Okay. So she's really crushed. So what, well, so what happens is um, this Hayden Herrera, who was this biographer of Kahlo, was actually interviewing the boyfriend, and he said the bus burst. The bus burst into a thousand pieces. He was trapped under the trolley. Alejandro. Alejandro, and he got a f- just a few injuries, but she was pierced by the trolley's handrail. What? It went through her. How did she survive this? Okay, listen. So it, she's impaled. It, impaled. It goes through her like pelvis, out her vagina. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Her collarbone and her ribs are are broken as well. Her right leg, the one that was deformed from polio, was shattered and fractured in 11 places. Oh, my God. Her right foot was dislocated and crushed. Oh, my God. Okay, so imagine, right? Oh she's laying she's in, in the street. Unbearable pain. Bloody, impaled. And the weirdest thing about this is on this bus, there was some kind of a, a house painter who had this packet of gold powder. Okay. And it exploded and just completely covered her. Oh, my God. So she's laying. In this beautiful this, like a go- complete. Oh, and when she gets impaled, all her clothes are ripped off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's, unbelievable. she's completely naked. Oh, my God. Laying there covered in gold. I mean, talk about like a surrealist moment, right? Just unbelievable. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Horrific. Horrific. There are no hospitals in the nineteen fucking twenty five. There's yeah. fucking potato starch on wounds. <laughs> like what the fucking what? Rub some dirt in it. Jesus. Yeah. So she goes to the hospital. Uh, she's there for a month. Her mom only comes twice. I guess she was busy. Uh, and then they send her home to recuperate. So she basically is like bedridden. Like she's in these ca- this cast. She's flat out on her bed, trying to recuperate. How do they put her back together again oh in nineteen twenty five? Not very well. What are they giving her? Scotch? I don't know. Not very well. So she's in bed. She's trying to recover. And of course, again, she associates this, you know, this pain with love. And so she's writing Alejandra all these love letters and how much she loves him. And their family actually puts this mirror in her bed. She's in this four poster bed. I remember this. Yeah. So they have the mirror up and then they set up like an easel so that she can paint. So she does he starts to do these self portraits she does her first self portrait and gives it to Alejandro thinking he'll look at this he'll he'll love me and he can think of me and right, does he's, he no he's kind of lukewarm okay um not really doesn't really return it that the the intensity and again well you know, they can't really have sex with her with a body cast can he mm, well i don't think so i don't know i've never tried okay <laughs> so she does in the meantime you know she doesn't really heal completely very well she ends the bed rest prematurely and again doesn't heal as well as she should so then around 1927 so that was 1925 1927 um through mutual communist acquaintances so she's getting kind of involved in the whole communist movement in mexico she re-meets diego rivera re-meets him yes i uh, can she walk is she like, yes but she basically has a lot of corsets because of the spinal column so she kind of has corsets that she wears to support to keep her you know help keep her upright her body together yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Um, so he's basically working, frescoing the Mexican city's ministry. What does this motherfucker look like? Is he a fat fuck? <sighs> does he have a beautiful face? Like, what, what is he hideous? Okay, hold on. Sh- show, show me this, this piece of shit statutory. He's fucking gross. Okay, great, great. Okay, not for me. Okay, but he's a genius, so we'll close an eye. Women okay. are drawn to him like nobody else like okay. they are there's something about him he's got something he's six feet tall okay he's huge who played in the movie uh, uh, oh. Molina I can't I'm not sure I know that actor's name what, Alfred Molina who said give Maybe. me the whip give me the whip and and then in uh you know in Rares of the Lost Ark he played the crazy drug dealer who was throwing oh, firecrackers I think in Boogie Nights Molina. Okay, I don't know. Okay, you, well, I don't I'm know. gonna say IMDb. You're somebody, right. somebody out there, IMDb. Yes. Okay, it doesn't matter. He's a hideous fuck. Yeah. Who's got something? Well, right. So she comes in great. there. He's painting his fresco, this um, mural, and she's like, 
you have to look at my paintings and you have to tell me what you think. Like she demands that he look at her work. Okay. Um, so this kind of starts this intense affair. They, um, so he loves her paintings. He thinks she's a genius. I don't know. I don't know if he does. He sees something in her for sure. She really had no formal training. She was never like, like she didn't go to school to learn how to paint. She didn't formal training. No, no, she really didn't. Her father definitely was a photographer. He taught her, you know, about that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, you can't teach a house cat how to paint. You know, if you, if you need to like throw them in the fucking Art Institute of Chicago school, you can't. It's just not going to work. You gotta got. You have to have something. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's almost better to not have those rules to kind of right restrict you. No, conservatory you know? fucked everybody up. Yeah. Look at Tori Amos. She's she's like, fuck you. I'm seven. I'm a genius. I'm getting the fuck out of here, assholes. Oh my god, that's so great. Back to the subject at hand. So uh, he's 21 years older than she is. He okay. weighs 200 pounds more than she does. Okay. He's six feet tall. She's like five feet. Right. So he's just like gargantuan. Right. He's, he's 20 years her senior. 20. Yeah. 21 years older. Okay. He's married. Of course he is. He's got a few. I think he's got a couple kids at this point. Does it matter? Um, no. Okay. No. But again, women just were drawn Yolo. to him. Yolo. <laughs> what? Do you know what that means? <laughs> living you only live you once only live i like to say we only have one life but you know good for her good for him fuck it if, if she's amazing then go 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 to go to so she described him as a boy frog standing on his hind legs okay yeah he's an amphibian i he does look like a frog doesn't he he's, he's not, not real he's attractive not, i'm not gonna no no but she i just, don't care what he's got yeah talk about love right you see that and you're like oh i have to have that that's talent that's yeah. being obsessed with somebody's talent that is not love yeah I don't um think. and women literally women flung themselves at him one affair that he like was most famous for having was this paulette goddard paulette goddard was this she was married to charlie chaplin goddard goddard is it got it's Goddard? No, Goddard. Probably. Goddard. I think she's Somebody American. I don't let think. Us know. I have no mm. idea if they're French. I'm sorry for interrupting. We'll say Paulette. Okay, so so he's fucking Paulette. Well, at some point he has an affair with Paulette. Paulette, just to give you an idea of how beautiful this woman is, is she? Um, she was up for the role of Scarlett O'Hara. Oh, okay. And Gone with the Wind. Okay. She's stunningly beautiful. She's a model. Okay. She's an actress. She's why does that? Why does that fucking matter? It doesn't. But it's like, what is like? You it's, see it's these people the together, and you're like, aesthetic. what okay. is the attraction? What is it? Okay. So there's got to be a guy. There's something to him, he right? Give, he doesn't give a fuck. No. He's he's yes. he's a visual guy. We know about the boys being visually yeah, stimulated. He, doesn't matter what's inside the head, as long as you got a great pair of tits and a great right. beautiful eyes, they're good to go. Yeah. You always and you always see that in movies. That drives me insane yeah. when you see these super like ugly like not appealing not great personality guys and going for these women you're like what like what like where no. you never see it the other way around no 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 you know why because it doesn't exist <laughs> doesn't. i gotta get a, i gotta get another i gotta see this guy okay so okay. she's and she's beautiful like granted with all of I her problems really with, all of, with all i of, do I, she you know She's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. Yes. And he is not a beautiful woman. Yeah. It's just funny to see them. <laughs> <laughs> he is. That is true. No. And you said you didn't know anything about this. No, I don't. I don't. He is not a beautiful woman. But I'm there in Mexico. I'm there and she's tiny and she's got the fucking yes. corset on. And yeah. he's like a big swinging dick. And he's like, you're talented. Yeah. Let's fuck. I don't yeah. give a fuck if and I have family. Yeah. I don't give a shit. No. Um. He basically was like, I should be a lesbian because I love women so much, was okay. what he had said. He's just so, he's just a philanderer for sure. Do we know anything about his children that he commit suicide after they're no, like, no, no. Oh, Actually, daddy, he, he's not fucking mommy. No. Oh, he's fucking Frida. Great. No, and it's so funny because, um, yeah, well, I'll talk about the one daughter and it just, yeah, her, it was really interesting. So he's got one daughter from this, the woman who he's married to when he meets Frida, I'll talk about her later. Okay. But she, Frida describes him as she loves his huge stomach. She loves <laughs> that it's drawn tight and smooth like a sphere. And she loves his breasts. And she just, yeah, she's just like, oh, he's, this is so great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She would do great in Chicago <laughs> because that's without their girls. I don't know if you've been in the loop lately, but no one's has seen their dick since like the fucking mid 90s. I, it's like, I, it's not good, Nance. Oh. It's not good. Okay, so I'm so sorry. So she actually became pregnant like three, a few months before she married Diego. 
with um, Diego's child? With Diego's child. Okay. But she aborted it at three months. How? Because she was worried about her pelvis. How did you, how do you abort things in, in 1927? She went to a doctor and had it aborted. You can do that safely. I think so. Okay. Um, and then her second pregnancy, she had a miscarriage, but they said like just before she had this miscarriage, she ingested quinine, which is supposed to cause an abortion. Or burps. Does it? And quinine is what they took to like for upset stomach, right? No, I don't know. I'm talking like an ass. I have no fucking idea. But I know that Let's I take, I that. can drink quinine if it's like, if I what's have an upset stomach. What's in quinine? Is that what's in, um, like. Gin and tonics. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So some people have horrible allergies to that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she took that. So it's like, you know, you, you asked, does she, did she have children? So she gets, she gets pregnant a third time and she also terminates that. What? Yeah. But, and she kept saying, oh, I can't, I can't have children. I can't have children. There's kind of this myth. It's like you had three abortions. Right. So they don't, there's kind of a discrepancy whether. Three abortions. Yeah. So she, whether she was worried that she couldn't carry the baby to term because of her. But they said she could get pregnant. She could have had a C-section if she's worried about delivering a baby because of her pelvis. Okay. But they they really think that it was more because of her relationship with Diego and right. that he was her baby. And that any child that they had would could not exist in this union, right? The two well, of them true. were just so passionate and just had this intense relationship that a, a baby would not fit. You'd have to have a pretty special relationship with a incredibly emotionally intelligent man and woman to have a baby or many in society and still live a happy healthy fruitful life yeah if it's which no one wants to admit by the way in the world out there right yeah so it's just one of those things where you don't know if it was if that kind of came from diego if that came from frida if she was like, I'm worried this is going to interfere with our relationship. But, you know, it was sort of this idea, like, she couldn't have children. But, you know, she, she, she could. She just didn't. But if you love and you have a baby with the man you love, theoretically, it's a giant love fest when the baby is born. Right? right. Because the baby is you and your love. Right. Technically. That's if you're mature enough to handle that. But that's a romantic notion. Yeah, and that's really if work, you, some relationships, there's no room for that. There's no room for another no. person, and that's sort of what their relationship was. Right. She would bathe him. Like, he would be in a bath, and she would, like, fill it with toys. For Shut him. the fuck up. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. As we do. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah. So This, this is... fat fuck. <laughs> She's bathing him with fucking bubble bath while he's playing with, like, ships. Yeah ducks and she's got a course on with a steel beam for yeah. her fucking scoliosis just, yeah they just had this i mean this amazing you know this relationship pretty in, i mean super intense super volatile super i feel like with to be guns? around them would have been exhausting <laughs> Don't i'm <you>? exhausted <laughs> don't you think it sounds like what's her face have you read the memoir of uh, mickey rourke and uh, Cariotis? no or just Cariotis memoir it is delicious really? and sad and pathetic and he is fucking dangerous and horrible oh, no. and guns were in a bag loaded and like the gun the bag drops and the guns go off and the fucking hits her and does it like it's not a mortal wound and blah blah, blah. she's like i'm getting the fuck out of oh, crazy my town God. but they had this beautiful like amazing super sensual super sexual relationship he's beautiful she's beautiful but it was toxic yeah so she got out yeah when i met a really nice guy from san francisco and now she has a bunch of babies and she talks about orgasm mm. I don't think Frida was having any, or was she? Oh, absolutely. Oh, tell me about her orgasms. Yeah. So, um, let me tell you about her orgasms. So, in the 1930s, they start to travel. She travels with him. They go to San Francisco, Detroit, New York. In the 30s. In the 30s. Yeah. Pre World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So super cool time. Like they're hanging out with artists and you know um, actors and just and super wealthy people right, who right. are supporting Diego and his work. Okay. And, and she kind of was just sort of, you know, like going along for the ride. And he's like, you really should work on your painting and your work. Because I got to put it into other women. you're kind of driving me crazy. And right. yeah, get a hobby. Right. right? I gotta Don't, go you can't just sit here ladies. and stare at me all day. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're both me. screwing other people. They are both screwing oh. other people. She's screwing men and women and he's screwing other women. As and, long as it's open. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. It's kind of open. Um, so... She really starts to work on her craft. Uh, they talk about different people who they'd meet. At one point, they start hanging around with Georgia O'Keeffe, which I think I would have loved oh my God. to have been a fly in the wall 
to see Frida Kahlo and Georgia O'Keefe together. Were they like, I'm sure they were together together. I think they were together together. Okay. But just to see them first interact because they're such like strong personalities. Together together. That is I... Catholic for fucking. Okay. Did I t- you can't swear. You can. There's no we're FCC. Just gonna, we're just going to bleep it out. No. FCC. Okay. There is no FCC. Okay. Wait. So, Georgia Keefe and Frida Kahlo are like getting it on while I Diego's think so, like painting yeah. girls. So, um, well, I actually think, I don't know if, I don't think she had, maybe she did. I Yeah. I think she did. But um, what she would do is like anybody who she would think Diego was going to have an affair with, she would try to have an affair with them. Okay. Oh. Okay. Right? So oh, keep God. your friends close and your enemies closer. Right. Okay. So she would sort of... You want to fuck my husband? Yeah. I'm like, going to fuck you. You're going to fall in love with me. Okay. Yeah. So it was, again, I, this is what just fascinates wow. the shit out of me with her. Okay. Right? Okay. So she would kind of like do this disarming thing where, oh, we're going to be friends and you're, you know, oh, you want to be with my husband. Well, right. you're going to be with me. Right. So eventually she's really homesick. She wants to get back to Mexico. She's like, please, can we please go back to Mexico? And he's, you know, he's trying to get these sponsors and he doesn't want to go back. So he's really pissed. They, he finally agrees. They go back to Mexico. And once he's there, he gets back at her by having an affair with her baby sister, Christina. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. What a piece of shit. Right. So all these other affairs, all this other shit, you know, she knows this is happening. This just kills her this just okay. absolutely she is just devastated she like chops off all her hair she does all these amazing paintings that just show this this pain oozing out of her, her does he get her pregnant no 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 no. is the baby sister fucking crazy like what is she doing Again, she hates frida because she's jealous of her women just threw themselves at this guy he's a fat piece of shit <laughs> i don't care how fucking talented he is maybe he's lovely maybe he's lovely we'll never be able to go back in time to find out how lovely <laughs> he is but again all Though I did see she... Bill Clinton once outside of, I am comparing him to Bill Clinton. Okay. I saw Bill Clinton once um, outside of, um, what's the name of that? Uh, Astro Place. It's right by um, that, um, uh, help me audience. It's the name of that art uh, conservatory. Um, Wh- which city? New Where York are City. You? New York okay. City. MoMA? Um, uh, no, 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 no. It's off of the, the St. Mark's Place stop, um, Astro Place stop no in, in New York. And uh, it was free forever. And like, I think like five years ago, they started, uh, uh, there used to be, there's tuition now. But anyway, Bill Clinton was standing outside of that. And he is not an attractive man. No. At all. Like by any means. Like, like when I say attractive, I'm talking about like the Greek and Roman ideal of what attractive is. We right. know what that is. Like Zach Efron's attractive. Paul Giamatti is not. No offense, Paul. Um, uh, you know, Brad Pitt is attractive. Um, George Clooney is attractive. Hot Italian, you know, fucking soccer players are attractive. And well, we know what's not attractive. And that's Bill Clinton. But I saw him standing there. And you made out with him. No. Um, but there was a magnetism mm-hmm. coming out of this man because of really? his, I'm assuming it's self-esteem. I'm assuming he, he maybe he has a fucking God complex. And he's like, uh, every woman wants to have sex with me. And like, it, it was clear that I was like, holy shit. Wow. Who are you? I, never, I knew who he was, but it was like, you're I wanna, somebody. I want to talk to yes. you. Like, what yeah, are you? You're do? somebody. It's like, it's like yeah. sitting next to somebody who's in a fuckload of yoga and meditation. Who's super calm oh. and makes you calm. And you're like, I'm not calm. I want to be calm around you. Okay. You're super centered. Yes. And super grounded. Okay. And, Oh, all he has to do is be like, you want to fuck me. Right. And be like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Interesting. Maybe. But the name of the place is, escaping but anyway but maybe you know, that's what he had well but you know how there's certain people that you see too that you're like you're somebody i'm not sure if you're like right. a famous person but you're somebody like there's something about yeah. you um usually it's probably like a newscaster or something that i'm like you're yeah you're yeah. somebody it's like this inner strength inner yeah. self-esteem yeah, yeah. um self-love yeah, so she she's just absolutely devastated by this. But again, she's having an affair herself. She's having an affair with this other guy but for years. But that's empty years. bullshit. Yeah, so she's having an affair herself. Um, she would always try to hide though those heterosexual affairs with with Rivera. Like she wouldn't like really brag about them because ah, those bothered counted. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But having sex with a thousand women didn't, mo- no, didn't bother him. No, he loved that. He thought that was great. Um, Interesting. They eventually had. 
they ended up living in so fucking sexist two houses next to each other but like with a bridge in between i remember seeing that yeah yeah so they had this so they could kind of do their own thing but once he would find out that she was having an affair with a man she would kind of let it go because she didn't really want to upset him oh um but there was one affair that really really bugged him and that was her brief affair with leon trotsky (gasps) i know all about leon trotsky you do I was Leanne Trotsky oh, for shut Halloween Come, in fifth what? grade. Yes. I don't think anyone else in the world can say that. No. I don't think even Leanne Trotsky no. could say that. I wore my, this is, I don't think even if you know this about heck? me. I wore a um, trench coat, my dad's trench coat, and uh, a mustache, a gray mustache, and a gray goatee. And I pulled my hair back and I had a hat on and his circular glasses because I just read, I was obsessed with Animal Farm. Obsessed. What? This is fifth grade? <clears throat> It had to have been. It it wasn't seventh grade, like because I would have been like that's social suicide. But I it, I was it was younger than seventh for sure, and more than fourth. Um, I read about Animal Farm. Yeah. I I was obsessed with Animal Farm. Yes. I had no idea that it was a true story with Stalin, Lenin, and Trotsky. Yes, I had no idea. I went to the microfiche and I heard that Stalin and Lenin were bad guys, and 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 Leon Trotsky was all about the the communist cause. And then they had him killed. And then I looked it up in the microfiche and I actually had the actual picture that was taken of him with his head down on a desk desk, with a bunch of papers with a fucking ice pick to the temple because they hired somebody to fucking kill Leon Trotsky, who wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. Look it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember I was so in, like in love with the idea of Leon Trotsky. Wow, that's crazy. He was so smart. He was such an intellectual nerd okay. and all about the cause where you got Lenin and Stalin who were fucking killed more people than that. Right. Well, Stalin killed more people than, than Hitler. But like they we're not talking about him. I don't get it. But so she was having sex with Trotsky. Yeah. Okay. So listen. So oh, this is you're going to love this. What was this. that like? I don't, she didn't. Do we know anything about it? I don't know. So listen, so Rivera. He wasn't a fat fuck. No, he's thin. He was a hot little intellectual wannabe good guy and gets killed in ice pick in Mexico City. (gasps) That's right. I remember that. Okay, wait, where are they living? Where are they living? Where are they living? Where are they living? living? Okay, hold on. Oh my God, I'm jumping ahead. Oh my God. So. Diego Rivera had him killed. (laughs) It wasn't the communist party. And end a podcast. And (laughs) we solved who killed Leon Trotsky. So I mentioned before they were part of the Communist Party. So they're part of this these Mexican intellectuals, and they're sort of you know being communist was cool, right? Right, right. right. So Rivera had Trotsky brought to Mexico to save him because he knew he was going to get killed. So Diego Rivera wait, 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 got Trotsky Diego Rivera out of knew Soviet that Union. Trotsky was going to be killed? Yeah. How the fuck did he know? Well, he was, it, that his life was in danger Telegram? in Soviet Union. Or he texted him? So he was like trying to help him to get out. He sent him a text. <laughs> he emailed him. On WhatsApp. He emailed him and said, hey, listen, Leon. Okay. So he actually helped get him out of Soviet Union to help sit because he was like, Stalin's going to kill you. You have to get out. Like that, you know, that's why... Trotsky left because right. he knew well, they yeah. were coming for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, come to Mexico. And we're all buddies. We'll take care of you. Um, and so they befriended him. So Frida Kahlo and Rivera were good friends with him. Um, they're communist sympathizers. And he was living with them. And she, Leon Trotsky. Yeah. And okay. his wife. Oh, right. And so she's And his goatee an, and his affair. circular glasses and his cute little gray suits. Yeah. So she, like... Totally as comes to his him. room, grabs him. And she's like, "Leave yeah. Ludmilla in the room." I think the wife finds mind. out. I'm trying to remember. I think the wife finds out, and she's like, "Yeah, no, we're not staying here." So they move him <laughs> to it. Could you imagine, like, trying to compete with Frida Kahlo and like her costumes and her no, personality? No, They're like you know what? We just got to get out of this. And house. her talent. What, what what's Leon Trotsky's wife claim to fame? Um, I don't doting know, wife. I don't know anything about her, of course, because we never hear about the women. We never hear about her no. ever. Let's have a book about Leon Trotsky's wife, Fuck right? Do you ever read the book called um, Founding Mothers? No, it's about the wives of the founding fathers. Ah, yeah, I read that book, and I will tell you, I hate Benjamin Franklin <laughs> to this day. Don't even get me started on Benjamin He's Franklin. He's misogynist, fuck. Oh. Oh, okay. That's we'll have so a, shocking. We'll have a whole other podcast about That's that. So why? Shocking. I want to give a lecture why I hate Benjamin Franklin. Okay. So he, they move him to another house, and then he, later on, you're right, he's assassinated. Was but there he's a bridge? In, 
Koyakin. He's in the neighborhood. Like, he's ah. real close to them. So Diego probably had him killed with an ice pick. Okay, well. So she used to drive Diego crazy, even, like, years later. I can't saying, believe I never told you that I was Leon Trotsky for Halloween. <laughs> what are the chances that I'm talking about Leon Trotsky and you're like, oh, I was him for Halloween. I was, and I was also March of the Year in 1985. You were what? March of the Year. That's social suicide. All March my pictures. of the Year? What does that mean? Of the marching band. I was Leon Trotsky and Marcher of the Year. And did you have braces? Yes. Okay. And for... headgear. Oh. But I, I had that off before 1984, oh so it's all God. good. Oh, my God. How was your acne? I had acne in my 30s. Oh, my God. I still have it. 30s. Okay, wait. So we don't know who kills him with an ice pick. And is Frida Kahlo devastated with the death of Leon Trotsky, her 87th lover? Um, She was definitely, well, 87th so. 87th 100th lover? No judgment, Frida. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll come back to that in a second. Okay. So. Um, 1938, Frida gets invited to go to Paris, um, to the surrealist poet, André Breton, 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 I think it is. Um, he promised to organize a show for her. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais pas. So she gets to France and she's like, she hates it, but she hates France. She hates, she hates it. She, where's Hemingway? Oh, right. So they're, I mean, who's who's there right now? Hemingway and Gertrude Stein yeah. are hanging out. 1938 in Paris. She hates it. They adore her. They're like, she's amazing. She's so intense. People are just like, she was like a person magnet. Like people just yeah. were fascinated by her. Like you and me. Mesmerized, right? Her outfits and the whole thing. Exactly. I mean, I can relate. It's very difficult. Um, she ends up having an affair with uh, Andre Breton's wife. So she likes that. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But um, she loves Diego. <laughs> but she loves Diego. Yeah. So 1939, they have an exhibition of her paintings. And actually, the Louvre bought one of her paintings. It's called The Frame. And it's um, it's one of the first works by a 20th century Mexican artist huh. ever purchased by the Louvre. So that's okay. kind of cool. Um, but all those are like Picasso and they Jean Moreau. off a box? Like a diversity yeah. box? Yes. Like we they have a Mexican big, in the house? They have a big whiteboard. Okay, right. Check off the Mexican. Right. We got that one. Got it. Um, but she can't like, oh, and she was on the cover of Vogue and in Vogue magazine. You might've seen these pictures. So there's this designer, um, Elsa Schiaparelli, Schiaparelli, um, Schiaparelli, Schiaparelli, oh, for God's sakes, <laughs> designs a dress based on Frida's style. Right. So she kind of influences fashion. So she, people are just fascinated by her, but she says these, uh, all these surrealists, she just can't stand them. And she says, this bunch of cuckoo lunatics and very stupid surrealists who are so crazy intellectual and rotten, I can't even stand them anymore. Who said this? Frida. Holy shit. Okay, she's like, get me she, the fuck They're out insufferable, of here. right? Okay. She just can't stand them. And again, she's used to being kind of the center of attention and being the crazy. And So here you are with a whole group of people like you with these overwhelming personalities. Right. Yeah. This is difficult. It's like me around um, male Virgos. I'm like, oh God. Right. No, well, I'm not I'm fighting. I'm not fighting attention. So um, she also says people kind of categorized her as a surrealist. Okay. And she's like, I'm not a surrealist. I paint my reality. Oh. I'm painting my reality. But okay. so um, when she gets back, 1939, she comes back to Paris and when from Paris. And when she gets back, Diego's like, yeah, I want a divorce. What? Yes. They've been together for how many years at this point? What was it? 25 they got married. So 14 years. So he, that Paulette Goddard, Godard. Yeah. She has uh, moved across the street from Diego's studio. So he's way into her. Okay. Fucking Um, her when he wants. So again, Frida's devastated. She cuts off all her hair. Wants to divorce her. Yeah. He wants a divorce. And so, um, then this kind of starts her on this whole, like she does all these series of self portraits, uh, really like those portraits they they joke about the fact that she um even in her self portraits she couldn't be alone so there's always these parrots and these monkeys and dogs and oh my god they said she kept mirrors in every room of her house even her patio as if she didn't she wanted to be constantly reassured that she was there that she existed oh frida so um you know her health as we had said was never really good and so it really gets worse it, it doesn't help, like, after the divorce, she's super depressed, but she also and she has... she never has his baby. She has three abortions, yeah. uh-huh. she never gives no. birth. Okay. It doesn't help by the fact that she drinks a bottle of brandy a day. Bottle of brandy. Yeah. She smokes it's constantly. Very sweet. 
and she just eats sweets all the time. Oh, God. So her teeth actually like rot out. She's she is, diabetic and alcoholic. Right? Horrific, right? So she has dentures made <laughs> that are like one in gold and one with like diamonds Stop in it. Stop it. Yeah, really cute. Because they're wealthy now? Yeah, they're. he's always done pretty well. She's, she's wearing a grill. Yes. Okay. She's like. Like a gangster old, disciple. Old school gangster. Uh, grill. Yeah. Okay. It's so, creative. Yeah. So she's in so much pain with her spine. She's also got these kidney infections. She's got this like sore on her foot. She's got She had toes that had been amputated. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. She's diabetic and she's an alcoholic. Right. She's got all these fungus infections in her hand. It's just horrible. Oh, fuck. So Rivera had that had left to San Francisco because after Trotsky was assassinated, they they the government thinks that maybe he is somehow involved, right? Because he is. So he escapes. Paulette because he is involved. Sneaks him out and gets Frida's fucking Trotsky. That's why he has him killed because he's a fucking misogynistic lunatic. I think we've solved it. Okay, so he goes to San Francisco with Godard. Yes, okay. and Goddard. They actually arrest Frida, and like for two days, she's like, "What?" For to question her about. Oh, right, because yeah. they're like, "What happened to Leon?" Yeah, she's like, "We were fucking," and then he yes. had an ice pick to the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he ends up. He feels bad, and he ends up asking her to come to San Francisco so he can, you know, get her in a hospital and maybe get her some more help since she's so sick. Okay. And when she's there, she's like, "I saw Diego." And what that year is it? This is like. Before 40? World War Two, maybe four, 1940. Out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she says, "I saw Diego, and that helped more than anything. I will marry Diego again. I'm very happy." Oh my god! But yet, despite this, she's in this hospital bed. She's still having an affair with some other guy, and she's fucking the nurse. <laughs> Probably. Um, they said her motto was "Make love, take a bath, and make love again." Was she a sex addict? Look, this is all coming from my Catholic upbringing. Yes. I, I, Don't be so judgy. I think it's very possible to love as many people as you want, but I think you have to be a little bit, when I say you, I mean me, I would have to be a little bit disconnected from everyone mm-hmm. that I was allowing inside of me because love is all we need. Well, this Isn't it? This too is... I mean, emotional right. connection. Right. If you're fucking the neighborhood... Yeah. Who are you connected to? But it's not about other people. It's about you, right? But it's just a don't conquest. You, but don't you feel that it's like that's you're 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 kind of thinking of it as how is this going to affect other people? I'm not, like you know what I mean. You're thinking of the relationship part of it. That's that doesn't exist. I mean, there is no relationship. I don't part think of it. there is. You're just fucking. Or it's just I want it's like sport. I want as much as I can get. And I want all of my needs met. It's this really kind of self-absorption. But her needs are never getting met. Oh, exactly. It's a bottomless hole. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter how many people she has sex with or fucks right. or makes love to, she's never satisfied. Right. Right. It's an addiction. Because of her Probably. asshole fucking mother who never loved her. That's why. <laughs> so she remarries this fuck who's like, fuck in the yep. world. How did none of them... How, uh, were, how many STDs were exchanged between every oh, single yeah. couple? Oh, yeah. She had syphilis. Yeah, she had syphilis. She had That's treated. my next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she ends up, She, I mean, she has all these surgeries. She goes, you know, and has all, like, these bone grafts done. But it's just so weird. Like, as she describes going, having all these surgeries done, she's, like, euphoric. She Again, she loves the attention. Right. Right? She, and she's in a hospital bed. She gets all this attention. She loves it. It's like a fiesta. She has people coming. She has, like, a party. People are visiting her. She loves it. Okay. Um, she write, you know, she'll draw, um, paintings about like her incisions and she just love, you know, is so obsessed with it. They said it was like, um, she was like a hostess at a party. She's also like doped up on morphine. That sure. Starts, starts her addiction to painkillers. Right, right, right. Why not? I mean, your spine's, you know. Well, she should have yeah. something. I mean, Jesus, she suffered enough in her life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, they mentioned like a whole bunch of other affairs who she had, other people who, she said that she was, there was one guy who she said he was the love of my life and um, she, he's the only reason why I'm alive. And actually that guy is still alive today and he keeps like a blouse of hers, like in this little cigar box. But you know what I'm, as I'm reading that, I'm like, uh-huh. how, how is he the love of your life? She kind of insists that Diego is an obsession that she realizes this. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's like, it Diego, wasn't real love. It was beyond the love. It was okay. just beyond that. She says, Diego in my urine, Diego in my mouth, in my heart. In my madness, in my sleep. 
And she says, there have been two great accidents in my life. One was the trolley and the other was Diego. Diego oh. was by far the worst. When did she say this? Um, at some point. Now that sounds like clarity to me. Yeah. I probably... that, that I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because all of these women and all of these men and all of his lovers and women and whoever the else he was fucking, obviously not men, because um, he was such a fucking machismo guy from what you've described. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to double check. I'm, I believe everything you say implicitly. <laughs> she finally came to terms with it and said this wasn't even fucking real. I don't know if and she's, why not, did I have I don't a know baby. she's saying it's not real. I don't think she's saying not that, that it's not real, but it wasn't like, I it, think they both were obsessed with each other. I, but I don't not, think it was just one sided. It's like, Oh, you're so yeah. talented. I yeah. want to fuck you. Right. That's what a groupie does. Yeah. I've seen almost, famous. I think you're, you're right. That she was like, this is, this is, this she is was not, a groupie. This is obsession. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, all these surgeries, she had all these plaster casts. I don't know if you've ever seen that. She yeah. would paint the cast, yes. like the plaster cast. They, and her, the La Casa Azul is now the museum, okay. her, the museum of Frida Kahlo. And it's set up as her house. You know, she lived there as a child, lived there with Diego. It's so, I have to say it's inspiring. Oh, and so they have these, cla- to they do actually your own, have these. Do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she would paint these, you know, paint these horrible corsets she'd have to wear. She had almost like a Munchausen's thing where she okay. was just, um, she was back in Mexico, ha- you know, having all these surgeries. This is kind of towards the end of her life. She's got these wounds; they're not healing correctly. She's God. having all these surgeries. Um, she's like when like these oozing sores. She's like, oh, look at how beautiful that green pus is. No, like, that's yeah. bile. Right. She no. was just like lo- like she was a you know loved it, but then kind of towards the end, she was like, okay, I'm really. She's basically bedridden. She can't leave. She's get back in that bed, that four poster bed, painting. Um, and she actually, they end up having a one woman show for her, her first Mexican one person show. And they say, you can't, you cannot go. And she, she's so sick. Cause she's so sick. So they end up bringing her bed to the exhibit and they carry her in on a stretcher and lay her in the bed. And so she's like, how old part is she of the at this point? Is she in her fifties? Oh my gosh. No, she's only, she dies when she's like 47. Oh so. my God. Frida. Yeah. 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 So Jesus. total, she went over like 30 surgeries. 30 different surgeries oh by the time. Oh, my God. But the worst was when she had to have her leg, her right leg had to be amputated. The and, polio leg. Yeah. And she just was like, that just kind of, she could sort of hide it up until that point, she yeah. felt. And then when the leg was gone, she was just like, I'm I'm done. And I'm was enough. done. Right. Yes. Jesus. So she got super depressed. I can't believe she had three abortions. And she just lost ah. her will to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So she kept painting, but again, she's kind of, now towards the end, she's like doped up, you know, she's hardly coherent. They show she, towards the end, they said she tried to kill herself a few times. Now at this point, is Diego... Oh, is, he's there, yeah. Is he married to her, or mm-hmm. is he fucking yeah, they got married again. or whatever? Yeah, they okay. got married again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's pretty devoted at this point, because she's, he can, he's taking care of her, for sure. Okay. She still would put on her makeup every day, you know, the, the powder, the rouge, the lipstick, darken her eyebrow right um wow. but it was sort of this grotesque sort of sure right? so um, she was so sick and just before she died she wrote in her diary i hope the leaving is joyful i hope to never return frida oh my god yeah, yeah. i hope to never return yeah. so Jesus. they believe that she committed suicide Okay. But Diego had a friend put on her death certificate that was a pulmonary embolism, and they had her cremated before they could do an autopsy. autopsy. Yeah. So How did she kill herself, allegedly? Uh, Just drugged herself? Yeah, drugged herself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took an OD. So okay. there's a really cool scene, too, that they talk about with uh, at her funeral. At their, as they're putting her body like into the crema- the, uh, the crematory, right, yeah. to... And, that, like they open the doors and like this blast of heat makes her body shoot what? straight up. So she's sitting straight up and like oh her hair is like all around her right. like on fire. Yes. Right. And it's like, people are like, Oh my God. And they said, it almost looked like she had like this grin on her face <gasps> before they like shut the doors. Oh my God. That is so macabre and hot and crazy at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so horrific. When they open the doors and her ashes come out, Diego grabs a handful and eats them. Oh my God. I've heard of that before. Yes. Yeah, so he says he realized too late that the most wonderful part of his life had been his love for her. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. 
So a couple so other things. So he's obsessed with her as well. Absolutely. But Absolutely. maybe he loves her too yeah. in this weird way because he's got to put his dick in every orifice yeah. that's nearby. But like I said, she understood that with an accent, like, not my sister, you know. Right, just not my sister. Not my sister. And, you know, so Isn't she. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You can fuck anybody, but not my sister. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that That's not real then. Yeah. Like, I'm all about having an open relationship. It's an interesting concept to me. Right. I could never do it. But it's like, how do you do that? Oh, wait. So even Frida, the most open of all, but don't fuck my sister. Right. Well, why not? You love your sister. Why can't he too? Right? Yeah. So she does really have a heart. It's really all about absolutely loving one person. And I think, too, part of when you read her diaries, they have copies of her diary now that used to just be on display at the museum. But now they make like a facsimile of it and they translated it. You really get a sense of not. I mean, yes, she definitely really kind of wanted to um, put on display like her. What's the word like her her illness or just kind of I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the fact that she's in the hospital having these parties. It's like she wanted I feel to, like I know her now. You do? I feel like I need to I feel oh. like I need to read an autobiography. Do you have an do you have a list of um of books yeah that we can recommend yeah, absolutely you, actually that you could recommend to me yes i do and not just that movie i feel <laughs> like i'm not getting enough right with diego rivera the frog the other man. thing too that i didn't really mention was i talked about like his first wife lupe okay so when frida when frida was first having her affair with him um she would go to lupe and say can you teach me how to cook because diego loves your you're cooking. What? Yeah. So she's like having an affair with this woman's husband. The nerve, right? To go and say, hey, can you teach me how to cook? Can you give me the recipes for what he loves? He would go. He'd be having an affair with Frida. He would go and have lunch like with his wife. Can I, I, can I just hear a personal story? Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to leave names out. Um, so as you know, I'm in the middle of this like ridiculous, hard, acrimonious divorce. Yes. And um, I had not been with anyone for years, like three years. And a friend of mine's cousin comes to town um, who's in the Air Force. And we have this. I told you about this guy. Yes. I think we have this connection. Yes. Fine. Okay. So <clears throat> that happens. And then I understand nothing's going to happen. In fact, I don't want anything to continue. It was right. just like, oh, now we're friends right. because he's like flying off the Kandahar and he needs somebody to text on WhatsApp. So that's fine. I'm happy to be there for him. That's great. No problem. Then all of a sudden I get a text. <laughs> tells me, yeah, you know that... Um, that Italian red sauce that you sent to me and taught me how to make no. meticulously yeah, taught no. me how to make, Hey, I'm dating somebody new and I would love it. Shut if you could just, up. could you tell me again how you made that sauce? Because when you like essentially spoon fed it to me, I, right. it was so great. And I really loved it. I didn't want to make it for my new girlfriend. You're like, okay, it's a tablespoon of arsenic. Right. <laughs> Even though I wanted nothing from this guy, I'm like, what? Is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, that's no. I'm not gonna no. fucking tell you how to make the red sauce. Click. Yeah. No. Fuck off. Yeah. That's so weird. It's, okay. Yes. Anyway. So that's the same thing. So she and the wife did. She's like showed her and like gave. And Frida didn't really cook. She would like use the recipes and like have her cook do it. Um, but uh, Guadalupe is Lupe's daughter. Diego and Lupe's daughter. Okay. She actually wrote a cookbook with all of Frida's recipes and her mother's recipes, and um. It's called Frida's Fiestas. Oh. And she would talk about how her mother would like make them food. Her mother would actually make it, just set it on the table at the plates, whereas Frida would make it like this festival, right? Like right. the the tablecloths and the beautiful plates and the flowers. And she would just make this. She was famous for these beautiful dinner parties that she would throw. Huh. Um, she's, I yeah, love that. Yeah, but I again, love a it's good dinner party. Like, so, it's like the nerve of you. And actually, they asked Lupe to make their wedding feast. And she and did. did she? Oh, she did. And then at Why? the wedding. Oh, at the, Why? Oh, because at the wedding, she lifts up Frida's skirts and says, look at this deformed leg. And then look at my beautiful legs. And they get into a fist fight. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> matter. Because they're all after this fucking piece of shit frog man. Fighting over the frog man. Right. Oh, my God. That's so sad that these women Fabulous. didn't have enough like love for themselves to be like, fuck you, ugly fucker. I know. Frida had more talent than, than Diego Rivera, I'm sure. Whatever I like means. her work a lot better than his. Fuck I that really piece do. of shit guy. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan uh, of his stuff. Uh, so basically, so we the sixty years after her death, we're still talking about her. There's over sixty five thousand yeah. websites what? about her. 
there's one woman shows, there's art exhibits, there's fashion. You could see it on mouse pads, t-shirts, right? Everything. You I don't could know if see I should it. be Leanne Trotsky or Frida Kahlo for Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, 2019. Frida would be good. Get tall. that eyebrow going. I'm tall for Frida. Maybe I should be Diego Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. So she, um, like I said, you can go to the museum. You can go see her house. She was the um, first Latin American artist to cross the million dollar threshold when her painting, Diego Eyo, went for 1.4 million. Diego Eyo. Eyo. Diego and me. Diego and me. Or an I. Um, another painting in 2016 sold for a record $8 million. Uh, $8 million. $8 million was the highest painting at auction huh. sold by her. Yeah. And who, who does that go to? The Frito Kahlo Foundation? I don't know. Whoever owned it. I guess whoever owned that painting, you know, and sold it at auction. So. Hmm. Yeah. So a couple things I just wanted to end with her, you know, some really great quotes. She has this quote that you'll, you've probably seen where it says, feet, what do I need you for when I have wings to fly? I love that, especially with all her difficulties. And then lastly, I I have this candle, which you can see right there, the Frida Kahlo. Yes. And there's this, group, this company called Philosopher's Guild, and they make these candles for like secular saints instead of like, you know, you have the saint candles. Right, 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 right. And on there, they just had this really cool thing, and it just sort of was what attracts me to her and why I'm so fascinated by her. And on there, it said, um, grant that we may make art instead of excuses in the face of life's many obstacles. May your devotees find in you the inspiration to meet hardships with flamboyance and to turn disappointed longing into inventive expression. I love that. Make art instead of excuses. I I like that. Right? Don't we all need to do that? Yeah. I want to wrap this up because I know it's going on forever and people are dying. Thank you for listening to my, my first episode. Um, and I, I can't wait for the next one. Can I make a suggestion of someone that I love and I just Absolutely. And that's Diane what I wanted to Arbus. mention too. Okay. Diane Arbus. So if anybody, Holy shit. if you have any suggestions and you want to let me know, you can email me at so dramatic podcast one at gmail.com. And uh, in the meantime, thank you, Diane. For Thank being you, Nancy. here, and I love you. It's okay to be so dramatic. Yes, it is because guess what else? Guess what the opposite of so dramatic is? Mm. An accountant. <laughs>